everybody, and welcome to our NXT UK Takeover Cardiff. Now, there's a mouthful review, and I'm here as always with the Kiwi Buzzsaw to my Scottish supernova, Nathan Greenaway. Hello, Nathan. Hey, hello, Carl. How are you? I'm all right, even better than watching it. On television, Nathan was there live. I was. I was in the Motor Point Arena in wonderful, wonderful, sunny Cardiff, Wales. And uh, yeah, for the, for the for the show, to, to my little brother, uh, he was very excited. And yeah, we had a hell of a time, as we'll get into. Yeah, I can imagine it. I mean, the crowd, even from the TV, the crowd were absolutely pumped for, for this event. Yeah, they yeah they were the entire night, and uh, it looked to sell out. I don't want to don't want to go into the Dave Meltzer of it all. He'll probably tell me otherwise if I do try. But um, it looked to sell out. Couldn't see any empty. Couldn't see any empty space other than what was required. Especially when you got to do some chair jousting. And, uh, <laughs> but no, it was a great crowd, great event. Even the guy in the fucking Hawaiian shirt, we kept catching my eye. Don't know if he was on TV or not. Well, he must have been. He must have been right in front of the hard cam. He was pretty annoying, but otherwise, otherwise, it was good. I, I was like sort of a few rows back from a guy that just had a Samoa Joe-style towel around his neck the entire night. Oh right! Like uh, he was on the he was on the entrance way. Like he looked like he was right at the front, but he just had, like a towel around his neck the entire time. So I don't know if he was prepped in case he needed to sub in. Like, Maybe. In case anyone went down injured, they're like, "Look, you you look prepped." get in he's got a towel maybe just yeah. has heavy perspiration yeah maybe 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 he was gonna go straight to the showers after but uh, no it was a great it was a great event and uh really good time looking forward to breaking it down yeah same here and of course uh your brother helped you with your predictions um and how did that uh work out for you well man? i sort of anticipated him being smart and it turned out because I don't, um, I don't really watch NXT. Well, I say I don't really. I don't watch NXT UK. Uh, but he's a big fan of NXT. He loves it. He loves NXT. He loves NXT UK, and he loves any show that has Braun Strowman on it. But uh, that's about it. So I trusted him, and he, he let me down big time. Well, he got one right that you got wrong. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I don't know why I went for uh, Travis Banks. To be fair, Travis Banks. As we'll yeah. get into soon, as it's our opening match. Yeah, but uh, we did lose the combination. The brothers did lose, lose to you, and uh, yeah. So I'll be that punishment will be coming up. We won't, won't talk about all out. No spoilers for all out on this no. one. But the loser of the all out predictions, in case people are listening to this and they haven't got a chance to watch it yet, uh, I'll be watching the pilot episode of. Something called Shasta McNasty, which was a, a fine-looking television show from the from the trailer that I watched on YouTube on yep. the train earlier. Uh, such a hit show that it got pulled before its first season ended. Wow, I can't wait to watch. So that'll be coming <laughs> up. That'll be me and uh, whoever lost the all-out predictions, which I do know, but um, I'm not, not going to spoil anything on here. Uh, but yeah, should, should we get into? Let's get into it. NXT Takeover Cardiff. Yeah, we may as well. So as we were saying, the 
opening match of the main show. Oh, shall I just shall I just run through oh. dark matches? Do you want me yeah, to if, if you like, yeah, because uh, we haven't seen that. Uh, there were two dark matches. I think they may have been taped for an upcoming episode because they did change the graphic from the takeover to the standard UK one. And uh, yeah, so Rhea Ripley beat Piper Niven. It was a good match. Rhea Ripley got a great reaction. And uh, Piper Niven, not so much, but she won some people around during the match. Uh, the crowd probably wasn't fully with it just yet. And then old Cassius Ono, old Chris Hero, uh, he beat Sid Scala. Sid was wearing his suit. Uh, that I presume that's going to be an angle more than a match because it wasn't much of a match, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't watch uh, NXT UK perhaps as regularly as I should, so I'm a bit behind on what a lot of the angles and storylines are as well. So this could be an interesting podcast. Well, I'm both not regular yeah. viewers. <laughs> well, my little brother has told me various things, so I might be able to fill in some gaps. But um, yeah, I presume that I presume it's like Takeover, a US Takeover, where the dark matches are taped for the following episode because that's usually the night they do the tapings for the next serious mm. stuff. Well, not anymore for <laughs> NXT, but. Um, so I'm presuming that's what's going to happen. Yeah. But no, it was a good start. The crowd were already into it. Being being from being from the UK, there was already some beers flowing. There was some chance. I can imagine. <laughs> um, there's a lot of Welsh people. That might and, be uh, one good. Might be one good thing about the new live NXTs. We won't have the the crappy post takeover show, which is two two squash matches and. Uh, and that seemingly 10 hours of uh, recaps. Yeah, I presume that's what that those two matches will be. But we did open with old Travis Banks and Noam Dar. The Scottish Supernova came out. Uh, that was fun to see. And yeah, if you open, how did this? How did the show open on TV? Yeah, well, it opened as your regular takeovers do. Um, you know, video packages and of the main matches and uh, commentators introducing things and then yeah we pretty much got started into the into the first match Dar versus Banks I haven't been keeping up so don't really know the history between this match but uh, there's obviously a bit of a grudge between the two yeah apparently they've just been going a bit back and forth according to a brother they've got a bit of a thing going on uh, but this is a good way to open the crowd. Was super into Noam Dar. Uh, they love Noam Dar and everything like that. The back and forth, back and forth match went down really well. There's some great near falls as well off of a double stomp. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That was really good. good everyone, yeah, everyone ate that, ate that up absolutely. But the crowd were kind of really kind of rooting for Noam Dar. Strange because he seemed to be healing it up as well. He he, he seemed uh, from a television standpoint, he seemed to come across more as a heel. Yeah, yeah, he definitely. He was trying to heal it up, but the crowd would do well. My brother certainly was firmly behind now. I'm dark, so <laughs> he really liked it. Some basing off of what he was doing, and the people around us as well were super behind now. I'm dark. Uh, they liked doing this little hand gesture thing uh, with the kind of the Samoa Joe thing. Uh, but yeah, and and he got the win as well, which everyone was very pleased with. That got a nice reaction. Yeah, and this is why um, I go back to my point. I um, don't know why I went for Banks because uh, even when I was watching regularly, he he never seemed to to win any of his uh, feuds. So 
why I thought Banks was the one to go for, I don't know. I think Monster Point is just a really, it was really good to see Naam Dar have a killer match because I'm, I'm aware he's had some really bad injury problems the last couple of years. Yeah, he's had quite a few setbacks, hasn't he? Because that's why he got taken off 205, well, not taken off 205, like he couldn't be on 205 Live because he destroyed, it was his, his knee. Yeah. Yeah, and then he had another injury not long ago as well that laid him off for a wee bit. And uh, so it was really good to see him kind of firing on all cylinders again. And Travis Banks is obviously excellent. But no, everyone, everyone loved this match. I got sucked into it as well. Uh, I knew Noam Dahl was. I wasn't too familiar with Travis Banks. I mean, I know but, who both of them are. Um, I thought he just got home when this match was on, so I wasn't quite, you know, in in it yet. But um, it it's probably my least favourite match of the on the card, but that's not to say it was rubbish or anything. But perhaps you know you're in the crowd, um, you're there live, you are going to get sucked into it a bit more. But um, for me, I wasn't that interested in it. I have to admit. Oh well, that's not very nice. Um, so, <laughs> what what would you rate this match? Do you have to give this match a rating? Where where are you putting it? Where would I put it? Um, well. I can't pick up one of your elaborate. Um... <laughs> it's it's. I would say it's uh, it's a burger. You know, you really. I'd, I'd prefer a cheeseburger, but it's a burger. It was fine. I'd, I'd give it three out of five stars. Okay, I'm gonna give it. It's 24 degrees. You've just arrived to see your mates at the pub. Nice beer garden under an umbrella. And this matches that first sip of a fresh, cold beer. Because you know the rest is just going to be spectacular. Mm. But this was that first, you just went, like that, the, you know when you take a sip of a drink and you go, ah. Yeah. That's why I give this match. This match is, ah, what a start. We're off a flyer on this review. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this was the, I presume, this got blown up, obviously, onto the screen. So you saw it fully. But we saw that a Cesaro segment next. Like after some sort of promotional nonsense. Yeah. Um, was this where Dragon for this was this shown for you guys is where Dragon Off answered the open challenge? Um, to be honest, uh, I was a lot of time, so I was whistling through a lot of the uh, <laughs> promo packages. <laughs> that's that. that's what happened for us anyway. This is where uh, it just um, I, I got to him in the ring, um, and he was calling out Cesaro, saying he was ready to face him. Oh, we saw like a backstage bit, like they showed, I presume you've just missed it, but for us, like Cesaro was backstage chatting to someone and then like Dragunov was like, I'm going to face you in his Dragunov voice, probably in Russian. Yeah, that's so. Like, people were watching this and when Dragunov like answered it, people were like, eh, but they did not know what was to come. People were a little bit confused. Yeah. I think people were expecting, or at least I heard people around us being like, oh, we really hoped it was going to be either, even though we'd already seen him, Cassius Ono, or uh, because of obviously apparently they were a tag team on the Indies or something. Ah, right. I and, see. Uh, or or p- people were really wanting it to be Pete Dunne. A lot of people on uh, my Twitter feed were hoping it's going to be Jordan Devlin. I don't know if he's that injured or something, though, because he wasn't anywhere near this uh, show, was he? No, we did not see him even for once. But uh, it was uh, 
sorry for pronunciation for anyone that is, I think he's Russian, uh, Ilya Dragunov, Ilya? Sounds about right. I mean, I'm not too great at pronouncing the simplest names at the best of times, as we know from uh, yeah, previous you podcasts. Yeah, you can't even say Mikey. No, so, uh, but Cesare, <laughs> Cesare, Cesare got a hell of a reaction. People were so happy yeah. to see Cesare. It was a... It was, it was a real treat to see him there. I mean, he's been doing a lot of jobs on main roster, but he's everyone knows how great he is, so he's as popular as ever. Uh, yeah, and although there was a little bit of like a, oh, for it being dragging off that soon, that soon disappeared. Like, I would say 30 seconds into this match, people were like, okay, we're here for something, and... Uh, Probably not even 30 seconds, to be fair. Like, as soon as it started, as soon as Dragunov just went straight for it and we got some kind of back and forth and everything like that, people were eating this up. And uh, Dragunov really won me over. Like, I didn't know who he was. But by the end, I was like, damn, I want to see more of his stuff. (laughs) I've seen him a couple of times. I mean, yeah, a little bit of back and forth at the beginning, but Cesaro did take... um, the advantage and he did dominate for a huge part of the um, first part of the match, really, didn't he? We'll really, we'll he really like, took um, Dragunov apart, didn't he? To be fair, well, seeing Cesaro in in the flesh, he is a mountain of a man. He's a big man, isn't he? Yeah. You don't realize it when these guys are on TV. You don't quite realize just how big they are. But Cesaro, he is an absolute mountain. Like, I mean. He, Talk about that. I remember meeting Billy Gunn at uh, Comic Con and he stood up to shake my hand. And as he stood up, I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Get up to shake your hand. Oh, that's, that's nice of him. Mm. Not, not, okay. I've done a few of these and not everybody will shake your hand, but Billy Gunn was a really nice guy. But yeah, yeah. people say he's really nice. But then, yeah, people have also said before that he is, Billy Gunn's a giant, but Cesaro is, a, I don't know if he's. Billy Gunn height, but he is a gigantic man. And uh, yeah, this was, as well, isn't he? This was spectacular, and people ate up the near falls. The near, the, the one that really got everyone was when Cesaro did the um, the overhead press and then dropped and cut to kind of like the GTS. Yeah, it's good. yeah, I've got that down as like um, a oh yeah, three. everyone thought it was, I thought it was over. Everyone was just like one, two, three. What? Yeah, I was a bit worried <laughs> for dragging off at points. I thought. I thought they're not just gonna squash the poor the poor bugger, are they? But no, he he did mount uh, he did mount a comeback. I oh, yeah, also his uh, clotheslines and things yeah. like that were really cool. And uh, I don't know what he's doing. He did like the six one nine thing, and then he went for a clothesline. I was like, what the hell? Is yeah, that? yeah, six <laughs> one six one line. Um, uh, McGuinness called it on commentary. We also have to talk about that. Uh, Big swing as well. 40 rotations. 40 rotations, yeah, that was incredible. <laughs> and then a nice a nice line from the Guinness when he said, uh, good job we didn't get to 100. I don't think the Welsh can count that high. <laughs> <laughs> one, one bit that did happen, just for like, when um, Cesare did the overhead press into kind of like, I don't know if it was a gut buster or, the, or into kind of like a GTS thing. It was like a GTS, definitely. Uh, yeah. There were some people around us that then tried to start a CM Punk chant. And there was God. this one There was this one um, lady who was a few rows back and just went, shut up! <laughs> 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 like just, and then it stopped. But I was really like, 
on reflection, I was like, oh, God, I'm so glad people didn't start chanting CM Punk. Like, um, uh, bro, I don't even think my brother knows who CM Punk is. So. Does he not? <laughs> well, he's I only, suppose he's, he's only 12. He's been gone for a good five or six years now, hasn't he, at least? Yeah, he's only 12 years old. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know if I've ever shown him a CM Punk match. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's just... Awesome. And then the um, after the GTS thing, he then hit that big, um, obviously the big European uppercut when Dragonoff was kind of yeah, I loved that. And again, people thought that was it. I mean, I bet for the, the near fall when um, Dragonoff hit like a Death Valley driver into the oh, corner, into the corner and then followed up with a, like a sent on bomb. And I thought, oh, he's going to get the win. But uh, no, um, Cesaro kicked out, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and then he, he Cesaro, no, he yeah, big, uh, the big lifting uppercut, uh, up and then a neutralizer, which was brutal on Dragon because Dragon so much smaller than Cesaro's. Yeah, Superman, he leapt. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> it really looked, it, it, it really looks brutal, doesn't it? When the smaller guys sell these, uh, sell these moves, they can really make it look uh, massive. And then uh, fair due to Cesaro, he went back into the ring, looked like he was going to lay out some more punishment, but he, he shook Dragunov's hand and put him over. So looks like they might have big plans for Dragunov. Yeah, that was really cool. Because when he, he did the crouching thing and then everyone started doing the ooh, because we were expecting to run up and hit an uppercut. That's what yeah. people thought. I think Cesaro, I've not been watching the weekly TV much, but from what I gather, he's, from what I heard, people, he's been quite heelish. Recently on the week, yeah, TV. yeah, he's definitely but, uh, he's definitely been um, more of a heel. Uh, and then, um, but yeah, then he gave him the gave him the thing, gave him a big hug. He was definitely whispering something in his ear the entire time. Like I could tell, he was like his hand over his mouth and was like, we <laughs> 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 just, just like saying really nice things to him. But, like but, uh, but yeah, this is a, it. Was hard hitting. It was brutal. There was a lot of moments where everyone was like, oh, some great near falls, fantastic. Match, uh, not match of the night, but a goddamn amazing match. And getting to see Cesaro live, people will always say how great he is. And mm. yeah, he's smooth as butter. So it was awesome. What would you give it? Uh, I would give it, uh, well, I'd give it like probably four stars this match it was really good and it's like um oh, i can't i i gotta do your daft predictions i can't think of anything oh, it's okay. like when you it's like when you order something off the menu but they say they haven't got it so you order something else and it turns out to be better than you're expecting oh i'm gonna this will be one for for anyone that just loves doing this sort of thing but i'm gonna give it uh just a day in Ikea. That's what I'm going to give it. Because I love going to Ikea. It's one of my favourite things to do. And as we didn't know who Cesaro was facing, we, we didn't do any predictions for this match. So, no, but uh, I predicted we Cesaro still... would win. Well, I, 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 would have to, <laughs> I would have to be fair anyway. But, uh, yeah, so we were still 1-0 uh, to uh, Nathan at this point. We were, we were. And... Uh... Yeah, was Mr. Adrian Street shown on TV? Yes, he was, yes. 
Yeah, he came up on the big screens and all that. So uh, he had a documentary after after Takeover. I know that. Yes, he uh, did. Yeah, because I listened to um, Jeremy Borash on uh, Edge and Christian's podcast. He said it was coming Uh, up. So feel free. I've not watched it yet, but I have heard good things from the Twitter. So yeah, same here. I haven't watched it, but it's only twenty twenty five minutes. That's pretty cool. That definitely. Worth 20 minutes of your time, I would say. 100%. So we went straight into the Tag Team Championship match after this. And by gosh, was this a hell of a match. It was, wasn't it? Gallus versus Grizzled Jung Veterans versus Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews, who came out in matching Welsh tights. Yeah, they got an almighty roar. So I didn't know who these guys were, but my brother did, and he erupted like a small volcano when they came out. And uh, so he was all about this, 100%. Uh, I didn't know about the Zach Gibson taking his shoe off thing. Didn't know that was a thing until, again, he, he, say, he, he said to me, is it okay if I take my shoe off? And they went, why would you take your shoe off? And then I saw loads of people around the arena and their shoe off. <laughs> so apparently that's a thing. So that was funny. I did say yes. I was a good big brother. He got to wave his shoe around. <laughs> I heard it's something to do with him uh, being like uh, at a football academy and not quite making it or something along those lines. Oh, really? Appa- apparently, I mean... You know, if I'm wrong and you want to correct us on that, get in touch. But that's Dang. what I've heard. I know Jimmy was baffled by it because he was asking questions on our chat, wasn't he? What's this yeah, I saw thing? that. And it was like five <laughs> minutes. Like, I think I saw it after the match and I was like, yeah, I didn't know what it was, but my brother knew what it was. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't know why. He just knew it was a thing. So he And he's obviously a slave to trends, being a small, stupid child. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, this match was, um, it was spectacular. Uh, and yeah, the Welsh boys were over like Rover. You had uh, Gallus for this one, didn't you? And I had picked, uh, I had you picked, picked the Welsh Webster boys. And, yeah, I did. I've seen quite a lot of Andrews. He's had a few stints on 205 Live and he was in the original NXT UK tournament. And um, he's. Personality and character-wise, he's perhaps not the strongest, but he is—he is really good in the ring. To be fair, he's got some great moves, and he's very quick and high flying. So I do quite like Mark Andrews. Oh yeah, they were—they were all—all were, all six of these guys were fantastic. The real story of the match seemed to be that the grizzled young vets and uh, Andrews and Flash Morgan were just keeping Gallus as out of the match as possible. Gallus is the other coffee. Isn't it? That's, That's it. It's guy. Mark, Mark Coffey and uh, Wolfgang, obviously. Um, yeah, which made sense because they're the big, they were the bigger, stronger men in the in the match. So why not keep them at bay? I was quite nervous watching this because if um, Gallus won, that I was I was um, buggered on the predictions, and because they spent so much time on the outside, 
I was expecting them to come in at any moment and pick up the pieces and get the win. So I was thinking, oh no, I've gone for the wrong team. What have I done? Yeah, there was a couple of moments where I thought Gallus is going to sneak in and steal this because um, the young, um, it's called the Grizzly Young Vets and uh, uh, the Welsh boys were kind of alone in the ring towards the end for a long yeah, time. Exactly. And you got the sense, knowing wrestling, and you get the sense that, oh, the other two are going to come in and steal this. <laughs> um, huge, huge pop goes to the, um, the Doomsday device on the outside. Would you oh, see that, dive? That, that was brutal. awesome. That yeah, that was brutal. like... Um, they weren't far away from where we were when they did that, and it looked like that landing. I'm presuming it, he probably landed absolutely fine because these guys are good at what mm. they do. But the way they did it, it was like, oof. Revert um, the... Uh, some of the 450s and stuff were just I mean, awesome. Just to put it in perspective, back in the day when uh, the Legion of Doom did their normal Doomsday device in the comfort, well, confines of the ring... Many uh, wrestlers would refuse to take that move, yeah. so to do it outside like that. Christ. People weren't as athletic <laughs> as these people are. Yeah, and, that's, uh, that's that's true. And the Legion of Doom were renowned for being pretty stiff as well. Oh yeah, they wouldn't give you a chance. And yeah, there was some great tag team offense as well during this. There was one of them, I can't remember which team hit it, but there was something that was like um, uh, that looked like a shatter machine at one point, I think. Yeah, yeah, I remember that again. Uh, it was either the Grizzled Vet. I think it might have been the Grizzled Vets who did that, but I yeah. can't be 100% sure myself because there was that much going on. Oh, yeah, completely. And, yeah, the Welsh boys, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster got the almighty win with a shooting star press from uh, from Mark and from Was it Andrews? Yeah, it was quite yeah. clever actually because um um oh Lincoln out what's the what's Gibson's partner's name now? Um oh, just gone Good. from my mind. Question. I can't remember either. But uh, yeah, they had him beat, but um Gibson saw the um members of Gallus getting up so he told him to Go yeah, he went for the big a, dive. He, he yeah. did the suicide dive to take up Gallus again. And then he went for the cover, and then uh, then the shooting star press. That's it for for the win. Really up a rematch. Win. Oh, as soon as he got to the top rope, and people knew he was going to do a dive, yeah. just the cheering began because people kind of knew. At that point, they kind of realised this is it, and then boom, uh, he hits the shooting star press, and the one, two, three, and the place exploded. In even even my little stupid brother started cheering. I was like, "You told me they would lose. <laughs> you lied to me." <laughs> yeah. Perhaps he perhaps he set you up on purpose, mate. No, he, he said he said to me uh, later on. I said, "Why do you think Gallus is going to win?" He said, and he just like typical stroppy kid. He was just like, "Oh, I thought they were going to win, but I didn't want them to win." <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay then. <laughs> I was like, cheers. No. So yeah, so we're one apiece now. Yeah, this was fantastic, and the celebration yeah. of the crowd after. Uh, was yeah, great. the homeboy, and... the homeboy's going over, which is something that WWE don't always do. Sometimes they make the the home the hometown heroes job out, don't they? But uh, not on this occasion. 
Oh, definitely. Yeah, it was just um, it was it was awesome, and then everyone was just electric from this point onwards. Like, yeah, really. Cra- you thought the crowd was hot beforehand. At this point onwards, the, um, they didn't. We didn't stop. Like they didn't stop the cheering. Everyone was into every single second of everything that happened. Um, there was a bit of confusion after one of the matches, which we'll get to in a minute. But even that didn't 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 stop. But this was fantastic. They celebrated. <laughs> Quite a long time after the match, like I don't know what the delay, what the exact time was between the starting and the next match and the end of this one, um, or what they showed on the screen, or whether they showed the whole celebration. But they were like, they were milking every second with the crowd <laughs> for ages. It did, it did go on a bit, yeah, because uh, I decided to start fast forwarding through it again because I was watching it oh, a bit well, behind. Well, according to the notes I've got in front of me, it just went straight to the yeah. next match. So I'm presuming they just showed those commercials or some random network shit. Um, they were milking but, it for a while. How would uh, how would you rate how would you rate uh, that match, Nathan? Oh, you know, probably some just nice nice Welsh cakes, some Welsh cakes, some cream, some jam, and uh, sort of toasted nicely. Just sort of really Welsh, and it's probably raining outside because you're in Wales at this point. And uh, yeah, just just Welsh cakes. Welsh got, cakes all round. I've got one for this one. It's I've like back one. in the it's like back in the day when I used to go clubbing in Wrexham, which is not Cardiff, but in <laughs> Wales. And you'd be in you'd be in Liquid, and all of a sudden, uh, Tiesto's mix of Adido for strings would uh, come on, and everybody would get on the dance floor and start jumping up their arms in the air. That's how I would uh, rate this match. You remind me of the um, what was the oh, what was the old man called in Only Fools and Horses? Not Uncle Albert. Uh, Uncle Albert. Like, During the war. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am Uncle Albert. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this was. A great, a great tune that everyone gets pumping. Yeah, well, it gets everyone pumping, I should say. Yeah, get your vinyls out if you want to listen to that one. Blow <laughs> <laughs> uh, the dust off them first. Yeah, it was last man standing next as Mr. Mastiff took on the other coffee. Yeah, I coffee didn't realize. I didn't realize this was last man standing until they until they actually got started. I knew they were wrestling, but until um, it was announced on the card. I didn't realise it was last man standing. Yeah, and this was just two giant This was awesome. Yeah. Punching each other until they could not punch no more. Coffee, uh, Coffee actually came out with a chain wrapped round his fist and Mastiff ran out to uh, to meet him down the ramp. Didn't... And um, he managed to dodge um, Coffee's attempt to hit him with the the chain and the other bit of, as you say, yeah, punched the bejesus out of each other. And they even broke the ring in about the first five minutes. Yeah, they they did. And uh, I probably need to read some more insider reports because I wasn't paying attention to the ring when they started brawling off everywhere. But I don't know if that was meant to happen or not. I presume it was. Yeah, well, they used, uh, they used the detached turnbuckle as a bit of a weapon, so I'm assuming it was gimmicked and supposed to happen, because uh, I've seen it happen by accident before, and you see everyone looking a bit lost and confused 
So, um, yeah. I, I yeah, which WCPW match was it? Ricochet Osprey. Uh, I'm not where, sure. I think of the WCPW match where the top rope broke, and it was Ricochet was definitely in it. Obviously, this is way before you signed for WWE, and I think it was Osprey he was facing. And obviously, those two are so great; they pulled they pulled something else off. But yeah, he um, Mastiff went to whip coffee into the corner, and as he hit the <laughs> hit the hit the corner, the top turnbuckle just flew off, uh, and no one really. Everyone was like, "Oh." Obviously, and uh, yeah, they didn't. They didn't touch. What makes me think that it was meant to happen was they didn't touch it until the match was over, and then some people jumped in the ring and started fixing it. Yeah, and um, the referee and both wrestlers carried on, carried on as normal. And you, as I say, if it happens by accident, uh, someone at least looks a bit baffled, and they sort of look, look at each other. What What do we do? But um, no, everyone seemed. It seemed to be. According to plan, I got I got the impression, and they also yeah. used some uh, they used some unique weapons that you don't normally see in WWE, like a a pool cue and a, a cricket bat, even made an appearance, which I really love to be honest. Yeah, yeah, there's cricket bats. They're using tables on the outside up against the barriers and mm. smashing each other through it. They brawled into the crowd. Both of them in a chair at one point. And they were kind of like, they were really close to where we were, where they decided to do chair jousting, where they just oh, both right. held a chair in front of each other. <laughs> yeah, that was great. And just, right. each other <laughs> and just <laughs> smashed into each other, which I was like, Coffee, what are you doing, mate? Dave Massive is massive. <laughs> I bet he must look huge in person, because he is oh, a yeah, he's a, big he's man. A big, he is a big boy, and he's big height-wise, he's big. Anyways, <laughs> um, on commentary, McGuinness really put over the cricket bat as well. He said, "You, you won't know how how hard and heavy a cricket bat is." And yeah, he'd make that oof noise every time. Uh, yeah, and he really did see. He really did seem to be walloping him with it as well. Christ. Oh, yeah, it was just so good. The sounds it was making was a bit like, oh Jesus. <laughs> uh, Coffee kept trying to use a chain until they got into the crowd, and then it all came to a head where they ended up at at the table, at the announcers' table, kind of behind us. Yeah. Oh, they did a move, and even though they're quite big men, the, the table didn't give an inch, did it? I was quite surprised. Yeah, yeah, they were doing some bits and pieces, and they ended up brawling, and in their classic, because the announcers' uh, table was elevated. So in classic wrestling fashion, they both ended up tipping off the end of it through some other tables that were down back on the floor. And uh, so you might need to explain to me 100% how this ended, because I've not re-watched any of it, and this bit was kind of hard to see. Yeah, it was a really clever clever finish. Um, they got these um, sort of industrial um, sort of travel cases of these you know they, they move all their uh, production stuff about in and they were both using those to sort of pull themselves up and coffee managed to sort of get up first um and then he he kicked the what the he kicked the one mastiff was trying to use away from him so mastiff couldn't pull himself up in time for the cat of ten that was basically it and i thought it was quite a clever way of what clever way of finishing it to be honest 
That is, yeah, that's smart. So I guess if you're probably looking at the big screens and stuff, it was probably easy to see. But we we're kind of trying to watch what the guys were actually doing. And uh, yeah, so there was a little bit of like when he won. I don't know how it came. There was a bit of like silence for a second after the bell went, when then people kind of realised. Yeah, it was clear on TV, but yeah, I can see why the audience would get confused. As I say, Coffee got himself up. Mastiff was, he, you know, trying to oof himself up with with using it, and because they're on wheels, um, Coffee just kicked it away. He fell back down, and the referee um, finished his count, and and that was it. Yeah, but awesome stuff. Um, just give this some meat, just beef. Just a big beef. Yeah. Giant, beefy beef. Uh, cooked how you want it. Medium rare for me, please. And, uh, yeah, just, just beefy. Just beef everywhere. Uh, a massive, yeah, a massive, enjoyable steak. Just that you just got two bits of beef and you're just smashing them against each other. That's what this match was. <laughs> just two huge lumps of beef. Both cook perfectly and you just throw them at each other. And uh, we both had coffee for this match, so uh, we were still at one all. Damn. So uh, Tegan Knox was there. She got a nice little cheer. Ah, I thought she'd be there. I, I obviously missed her. I think I nipped out for a, a slash while we were getting ready for the next match to start. Yeah, yeah so uh, and uh, coming up next, the WWE UK Women's Championship match. Uh, Kaylee Ray. Not Kylie Ray. Kaylee Ray. Yeah, it's easy to get these names confused. So uh, yeah. I can I see I'm going to make a dog's dinner out of this. Okay. Kaylee Ray, the challenger, uh, taking on the champion, Tony Storm, who got a nice thunderous reaction. Kaylee Ray... Like, didn't get so much, but she certainly got the heat, brother, by, yeah. the, end, by the end of this. She, uh, she, she's reasonably new to NXT UK. She hasn't been signed up that long, and she's been uh, pushed quite heavily into this feud. I did actually see the video package for this one, and it was quite well done. You, you saw how um, they used to be really good friends, and... Um, Kaylee Ray obviously wants the the title, so um, she's played you know turned her back on her friend in true wrestling fashion, and um, yeah, been playing mind games with Tony Storm basically. Oh, that's not very nice. No, even brought up um, everybody. You're the you're the reason I don't. I'm not your friend. I don't call you anymore. She said you're the reason your dad walked out on you and never came back. So. Cut in quite deep, actually, and it's uh, not very nice. Yeah, no. Saying that for why don't you just say like, "Hey, I just want your title. Let's have a match." Exactly. Hopefully, uh, Tony Storm okayed all that stuff. Yeah, hopefully Tony Storm's dad okayed it. Well, probably Unless... not if it's true that he did. Well, okay, I imagine they. I imagine they're uh, using the truth to uh, layer things up, but I don't know for sure. It's not very nice. But yeah, uh, the match started off pretty Everyone was kind of over. It's Tony time. Because people were sort of chanting kind of around us. And yeah, Storm started off like a house on fire. 
that got cut yeah. off by old cut off by old Kaylee Ray. And then it wasn't too long before, just as the crowd was kind of simmering nicely, getting really into this, we had uh, what's it called? The what's um, Storm Guerrero's finisher? Oh, um, finisher? oh, the go- the, the glory, glory special. The glory yeah, the glory yeah. special. But yeah, yeah. Talk about Storm Zero, if you want. Well, I thought, I thought, I thought she hit the the um, Storm Zero first, and Kaylee Ray kicked out, and then Kaylee Ray hit the gory bomb, and uh, Tony Storm kicked out. I don't know if it was perhaps a little early to go for that finish. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. There was Storm Zero was a two, and then uh, say Kaylee Ray. Uh, then got the first of the gory special or gory bomb, whatever it's yeah. called, uh, for a good near fall. Uh, then weirdly, we kind of ended up in the kind of what people weren't really ready for the ending sequence. Um, Storm went for Storm Zero from the top, yeah, and everything like that. And then, yeah, and then it was kind of a gory bomb onto the ropes, yeah, it was sort of quite brutal actually. And then, uh Another one um, for the one two three, as per usual on these NXT shows. The women seem to get the short shrift when it comes to length of a match. I really like to see the women get you know a bit more time in their matches on these shows. Yeah, and uh, yeah, this one was easily the shortest match of the night. I don't know if it, what it's got. I don't know how experienced Kaylee Ray is. Yeah, she's Tony very Storm experienced. And oh, okay. the, the thing is, Tony Storm and Kaylee Ray have wrestled each other quite a lot um, on the independent scene. I'm, I'm sure places like Stardom as well, they're, they're certainly very familiar with each other. So I'm sure they could have put um, a longer match together. But in true WWE style, if it didn't happen there, it, it didn't happen. So perhaps they didn't trust them to go longer. I don't, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I'm not too sure either. There was some, um, there was some rumblings because uh, people were were a bit confused at first as to why it was sort of cut short, and some people around it were kind of saying, "Oh, Tony Storm's injured," so I don't know if uh, if she actually has been or is or isn't or whatever. But yeah, they didn't get a ton of time. I mean, it was still a good match. It just oh yeah, definitely. Getting, People were expecting a longer match, so when she didn't kick out, everyone's kind of like, oh, what? But then it got Kaylee Ray some good. It certainly got Kaylee Ray over. Um, the only other scenario I can think of is maybe Tony Storm's off to NXT US, so they really would have wanted to get Kaylee Ray dominant so that she could carry the, obviously, the, the show or something like that. But there were some people around us who were kind of saying, oh, Tony Storm's been injured or is injured. But I don't know whether they're just making that up. Yeah, I'm not too sure myself. I've I've heard similar rumblings. I've not heard anything about her possibly switching to a different brand. Uh, I think I'd like to see a chase Kaylee for um, for a rematch before she did before she did go. It feels like um, after some of the things Kaylee Ray has said and that from the promo package, it would be nice for. Um, only to get some redemption, but we'll have to see. Unless maybe Tegan Knox is going to be on NXT UK and perhaps pursue a title match with her. That's another possibility. Well, we shall see going forward. But yeah, it, it, was, it was good. It just didn't, it didn't quite completely deliver. No, no, I thought, I thought it was a bit short. And 
I, I mean, I get going to finishes sort of early or halfway into a bout, but I think I think you know when they kicked out of the finishes, I think that was you know really early. Yeah, definitely. But but oh well, it wasn't quite it wasn't quite what we wanted, and like uh, like ordering ordering a pizza and they deliver the wrong pizza, but you still like the pizza they've delivered. Yeah, but you re- you really want this pepperoni, but you're gonna have to make do with a margarita or or what have you. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but but still, the place was rumbling. The place was the place was hot because the main event was upcoming. Mm-hmm. But again, yeah. uh, I think we should pull it out that Harry let you down again. You had Tony Storm and. I went for Kaylee Ray and thus won that prediction contest. You did. You did. You did a good job there. Well done. Everyone was disappointed. Well done. <laughs> uh, but on to, on to the main event. Uh, the UK Championship, obviously, main eventing. Walter, the champion, uh, is being challenged by the big strong boy, Tyler Bay. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. this is... Um, Easily the match of the night and the classic um, David versus Goliath kind of bout as well. It's good to see Tyler Bate back in this position because um, since he lost the title, um, you know, he's the first ever NXT UK champion. He, he hasn't really been around the, the main event scene until now, really. So it's nice that he's back where he belongs, really, I would say. Oh, yeah, 100%, especially based on... Um... On this performance, he should be way up there um, yeah. at all times. So everyone was, yeah, everyone was obviously completely 100% ready for this. As Tyler Bate got a hell of a reaction, and then as Walter's entrance hit, there was kind of like like there was that big fight feel that people yeah. often talk about that Brock brings. Yeah, uh, he, he definitely has, he definitely has an aura about him, doesn't he, Walter? Definitely, oh, especially with that entrance when it's just the white lights and the shadow of him. And uh, he's a big, he's a big, big dude. So <laughs> yeah, I mean the size difference between him and Bate. I mean he's at least six inches taller, and uh, Bate was billed as two uh, as one hundred and seventy five pounds, and I think Walter's around the two ninety mark. So he's mm. well over a hundred pounds heavier than uh, than Bate as well. He is a big. But big man. Despite the despite the size difference, they put on a you know a believable match. I thought. Yeah, they certainly did. They they did the right thing of uh, starting off, and Bate is obviously a um, Bates obviously a fantastic wrestler. He's a fantastic uh, grappler, and mm. he tried to use that to begin with. I thought the test of strengths to begin with the Bate was going for. I was a bit like, oh, what are they doing with this match? But they quickly got out of that. And uh, Walter obviously trying to use the power game and just kind of decimating Bate for large parts of this match. Yeah, definitely. And Bate early on as well also had a few kicks to the knees as well, showing that he he knew how to uh, chop the bigger guy down as well when when need be. But yeah, as you say, it, it, um, Walter did sort of take Bate apart for large parts of the match, didn't he? One hundred percent. There was some really there was some. Moments of genuine concern for people, like the power bomb against the post. Oh, on yeah, the outside. Yeah, that was brutal, wasn't it? Yeah, 
Yeah, and then the, I don't know if he was an actual medical guy or who he was, but when he came running down, there was genuine things like, oh, this is how it's going to end. <laughs> it's just been completely I think destroyed. I've, it was obviously part, you know, part of the... You know, part of the planned match just to just to put over how devastating that that move was meant to be. Oh, definitely, yeah, of course, of course, it was. But it's just um, there's still those well, that yeah, moment yeah, where like, you oh mean, god, yeah. is he actually hurt? Especially because he landed hard, and Walter hitting those chops, and they sound like oh, gunshots. Yeah. They um, just, yeah, they sound like someone um, just shot a gun in the air. Bait, bait sold them like he'd been hit by a train as well. Fair play to him. Well, he might as well have. I don't, <laughs> yeah. know if that, I don't think that was selling. Carl. No, no I, have, <laughs> I have heard he doesn't. He doesn't hold back on those chops, does he? No, he certainly does not. And he was hitting them hard, and there was some to the back, and there was the one where he lays him across the turnbuckle, and it's just, it just sounds. It really does just sound like someone has just shot a gun off in the air. Like they sound, they echo. Oh, I'd love to hear them up close because even on TV they sound brutal. But I bet, yeah, I bet live. And yeah, um, but, but also still, there's some there's some great moments from Bait. There's nothing to talk about. Walter the yeah. exploded suplex off the apron. Well, I was going to uh, say he went he went for a few suplex attempts um, before, and it you know he he couldn't quite get Walter up, so he he gives you the impression. Oh, what's he doing? There's no way. Um, Bates going to be able to pull those moves off against Volta, but in true David and Goliath style, he uh, he did pull the moves off, and yeah, they did look spectacular to see Bates uh, lift up the much bigger Volta. Yeah, when he did the the uh, the Tyler driver, yeah, he hit that. that oh was yeah, that everyone was awesome, was just, wasn't everyone, it? And there was we, we know there was some fantastic chants during this from whoever started them. So we obviously had the. Na 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 na. Yeah. Tyler, Tyler, <laughs> Bay, Tyler, Bay, Tyler, Tyler, Bay, and Walter is a wanker. Walter is a <laughs> that wanker. was brilliant. Yeah, that made me chuckle. <laughs> uh, throughout the night, there was numerous. Are you watching Vince McMahon chants whenever anything was brilliant? Uh, which, and uh, yeah, the one one moment that really, really, really got people was the burning hammer. Oh yeah, that Tyler Bates is a burning that. Yeah, there was a moment. There were numerous moments. This is credit to the to the guys uh, in the ring, which obviously they deserve a hundred percent. People really thought Tyler was going to win at numerous points during this. Everyone believed. Everyone bought it. I bought it. I thought, holy shit, they're going to put a title on Tyler. And (laughs) I mean, that's that's um, the sign of a great match when really. You know, going in, there's only gonna there's only gonna be one winner. But the match is so good, they they actually suspend your disbelief enough to think the other person might actually win. There was some good um, there's some good moments with Walter when he um, put on a Boston crab and even used his knee to uh, yeah. almost sort of old school lion tamer. Yeah, uh, and then he uh, then he transitioned into a, a cross face as well. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. really good. So, and again, the crowd just, everyone, including me, just 100% helped Tyler just willing him to get to the ropes or get out of it somehow. Uh, he did, and he kept going, and he kept going, and he kept fighting. He hit the Tyler driver. He did, he did it all. Yeah, and there's another good spot where uh, Volta counted a couple of Tyler driver attempts and then went for a powerbomb and 
bait um, turned it and flipped into a, a sunset fit oh, for sunset a near flip. Flip. That was awesome for a near fall. That was awesome. That was an awesome spot. That was. Yeah, that was just fantastic. And there was the bit where, and then, well, unfortunately, if we get if we get to the ending, uh, there was a top rope splash for a two or two 2.9 shall we call yeah, it yeah because that that's the move that um don't forget he used to put done away as well so i i actually bit for that i thought that was all over yeah and then all too angry as angry can be i think he hit a big chop on tyler after that again hit a power bomb which tyler bait kicked out of yeah again about 40 minutes into the match at one I thought that was it, and yeah, when he kicked out of one, and Walter, Walter sold it perfectly, the look of disbelief on his face. Oh, he was stunned. He was shook, as the kids would say. Mm. And he, he'd running out, Walter was pretty much at this point, you could see the way he was selling it was, I'm out of ideas. And then as Tyler gets out, willing himself on, he unfortunately had nothing left, because Walter, off the rope, a big Clothesline, line, yeah. Stan Hansen or John Bradshaw Layfield would have been proud. Um, and a one, two, three. Also, because uh, I was watching on television, um, Nigel McGuinness was really putting over bait strong. I mean, McGuinness has been healing it up all night, supporting the, the heels, but, you know, he's really putting over... Um, Bates feats of strength and his braver, bravery. So, if anyone has ever been put over in defeat in a match, I mean, this was it. Fair dues to Bate. Oh, 100, 110%. Like, Bate came out looking like, well, he didn't win, but he came out, certainly, people wanted him to. Everyone was behind him. Even after the win, people were still chanting the, the song they had, the na 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 na. Tyler, Tyler, but it was still going for him after Walter had left the ring. But the way Walter was kind of selling it as well, when he was sat there, he was like, what the hell did I just have to do to keep this? Yeah. <laughs> and some other great spots that we didn't mention that just come back to me. Uh, there was the bit where they were on the top rope and Tyler Bate did the Pete Dunn finger crack. Yes. Um, <laughs> to Walter, but Walter obviously knew how to sell. And he was then selling the hand the whole time. There was a sleeper suplex on the apron. From Walter onto um, Tyler Bate. It was just yeah, horrible. And, and Walter had Bate in a sleeper for quite a while, didn't he? And even um, had him in the leg scissors as well, didn't he? In the middle of the ring. Um, yeah. I was wondering if that might be it. And I've also got in my notes, uh, Tyler Bate did um, a top rope exploder suplex on Walter as well. Yeah, he and, did. and another spot I thought was quite impressive was... Uh, Tyler Bate doing a deadlift German suplex on Volta, which he bridged for a, a two count as well. That was that was massively impressive. Strong like boy. He's a strong mm. boy. But it was just um, this match was spectacular. It's uh, I've not seen a ton of events live before, but this is this is easily, easily and probably will never be beaten. This is the best thing I've ever seen live. And uh, it was it was phenomenal. And the ending as well, and uh, everyone chanting for Tyler Bate, including me, and out comes Dunn and Trent Seven. Yeah, yeah, and great they touch. The, and then they get the British Strong Style chant going, and say, help, the, help their big strong boy up, and uh, take him to the back. But uh, 
yeah, this the match, everything just phenomenal. What a show! You think we've um, perhaps done looking like he's going to be spending more time on NXT US? Uh, this match was to sort of put bait over as the new face of the the company, perhaps. I think Walter's probably the face of the brand. Um, but Tyler Bates certainly up there. I don't know how they'd have to give a really inventive story to give Bate back a back a rematch. We've not even talked about well, um, I don't know what they're called, but um, his Imperium. crew came out. Oh, Imperium. Yeah. They, they came right. out at the beginning, and Walter sent them away, and then they were there at the end again to do a big sort of stand on the. This is before Dunn and Trent Seven came out. But uh, I recognise Alexander Wolf. I don't know who the other yeah. two are. Um, Fabian Ackner and Marcel Barthel. They've uh, they used. I think they were a group on the Independence as well. I think they called themselves Ring Camp. Or oh, that okay. was another. That was another Volta group. Anyway, I might. I know. I know they they've been together before. Bartel, Ackner, and uh, Volta. Um, they've done a bit on normal NXT as well as a as a tag team. They are they are really talented guys actually. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I like the fact they could have used them as a distraction or uh, to help Volta win. But they do go to for clean wins a lot more on the NXT brands than they do in main roster, which I do like. Yeah, same. It's nice to see a clean win at the end of the show. I think if you'd done anything else, it would have seemed disappointing. Mm. And uh, but this was it was just phenomenal. And I like, yeah, I something equally as phenomenal. I'm just going to give this Walter White. Yeah, just phenomenal. I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a Dave Meltzer seven stars. Dave Mouse of seven stars. But yeah, the event was just being there was just fantastic. Um it was a phenomenal show. Top to bottom, I think. It built perfectly. It built you didn't realise the main event was like over forty minutes until it was over. Yeah, I mean that's a I've heard Finn Martin say it before, um, and I agree with him. I think that's the biggest compliment you can give a match when it's so long but you don't even notice how long it was. That's no, when you know, it's a really good match. Well, more than no one was. Well, were, no one was tired at the end. You saw it when Tyler Bate was in the ring. We were all. Everyone was still going. Everyone was mm. still chanting. Like, I'm not saying you could have put on. You couldn't have followed it with anything else. But it was such a good ending. Everyone, no one realised how long the show show was. Which I think was about three hours. Yeah, three um, hours fifty-two seconds. I've I've got it on the on the clock here. Um, well, you just so, yeah. you just look at that, and the main event was 40, over forty of that, and uh, no one realised. Everyone was still hyped leaving the show. Um, although there was a bit, there was a lot of disappointment because Tyler Bate didn't win, but it was genuine. The good guy didn't win. Yeah. It wasn't like oh, that was the wrong result. It was ah, oh, we wanted ah, but it was just everyone was still chanting Tyler Bate's name at the end, and even after. The match was done. Even after Tyler Bay had left the ring, there were still people chanting for Tyler <laughs> Bay. <laughs> so I mean, terrible. I don't know. I mean, I think Walter's going to have the belt for a while, but I don't know who takes it off him because, uh, I mean, I have watched NXT UK a few times. I don't know who's a big enough star other than Dunn and Bate who could take it off Walter. So it'd be interesting to see if they've got plans to 
elevate someone or bring someone new in or give uh, Bate or Dunn another shot. I'm not too sure. It'd be interesting to see where they go. Well, you could well, the one thing you could do. You could always build up. Um, well, I don't know. It depends. Is Cesaro? If Cesaro is going to have a run in NXT UK, if that's what this was hinting mm-hmm. at, you could easily build to a Cesaro Walter match, and that would just be good God. Yeah, that that would, that would be. be you'd have to you'd have to turn Cesaro face again. But I suppose that was that's a bit of a face. Turn. I suppose that was a bit of a face turn when he um, congratulated Dragunov at the end of that match. So they could easily do that if they want to, couldn't they? Yeah, and if they want to use Cesaro in NXT UK, they could bloody you, you don't he doesn't even you could just have him win a match at a TV taping and then go you're next and put that mm. on a they're not going to do a UK takeover again probably for another year but um well they might do another easily, one in January easily... well, they're on about they were on about doing two e two making it a, like a biannual bi- event yeah yeah you could yeah so you could easily build to that or you could just put it. In the mid, well, you'd probably have to main event if you're going to put it on a takeover. I can't yeah. remember Cesaro Walter. No one's going to be signing up. Go, oh yeah, I'll follow that, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> 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 I've got you covered. I'm sure Cole Gargano Champa or some combination of that could do it, but I wouldn't want that task. And uh, no, the only other thing maybe um, I know Cesaro beat him, but you could always got the excuse that the Cesaro's an established main roster, super experienced, blah, 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 and I nearly had him. You could build Dragunov. Yeah. After that performance. Um, otherwise, I don't really know. Uh, I know Jordan Devlin and Walter have had matches on the indies, so but obviously he wasn't on the show, so it's hard to say where he's at. Unless but, they uh, want to... Unless they, you know, I've heard... I don't know how... There are only rumours, but... Finn Balor's uh, another possibility if he wants to do something a bit different. Oh, I don't know how true that is. They're going to want to send him back and do Demon and Fiend at some point, aren't they? Oh, no, that'll where... probably mean the Demon will, will beat the Fiend, which will bugger him up, bugger the Fiend's aura up. So uh, I'm not too sure. I think they should leave it as that, to be honest. Fair enough. Fair enough. Unless, but, the, uh, but... unless the Fiend's going to win, but they don't seem to want the Demons to lose on main roster, do they? So, I don't know. Oh, you give a shit. He wasn't on TakeOver. Smelly <laughs> <Smiley> prick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> getting, getting all married and everything. Oh, who cares about him? He wasn't, on, he wasn't anywhere near this show, so no one cares about him. I don't care about him. But, uh, yeah, TakeOver was phenomenal. And it was just a big, lovely roast dinner with a nice glass of red. Yeah, I would go with that. You got just... your beef, you got your veg, you got your gravy, you got your potatoes. Yorkshire puddings. Yeah, Yorkshire puddings and everything like that. And you got a nice glass of beautiful red wine to wash it down. And you just had a great day. And then you threw some beef together at one point. <laughs> and you ran up one of your family members whilst you were both holding chairs. And then the ring broke. And you're not sure. You're just not sure what to do. But there's some German guy or Austrian, whatever he is. And he's a real one. Austria. Austrian. Yeah, the Austrian. Austrian. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, he's there and he's a wanker and there's a really strong boy with a beard 
and it was just a classic roast dinner in the UK. Sounds like every pub I've ever been in. Yeah, and there ain't nothing better. And for all you Americans, there ain't nothing better than a roast dinner. Yeah, shove your biscuits and gravy. No one gives a shit. <laughs> yeah, Applebee's. Yeah, I don't know what Applebee's is. More like Grapplebee's. <laughs> yeah, Cracker Barrel. Yeah, Whatever well, of it. Well, it is that anyway. That's 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 Marky wrestling stuff, Nathan. We don't need to get into that. Oh, we're not going to get into Marky Mark stuff. We're here watching the UK wrestling scene, okay. and it was it was awesome. It was just a nice roast dinner with a glass of red. We both agree on that. That's the highest rating you can get at Rogue Opinions. Just Damn so right. Knows. Damn like, right. You can't get any higher. So this is like this is your Dave Meltzer five stars. If something better happens. We'll think of new ratings. But until then, roast dinner. And it's definitely beef. It's definitely beef because there was a lot of beef on this show. Uh, a, lot, a lot of beef. As Vincent Mann would say, look at all this beef. <laughs> God, shit. <laughs> but, uh, but Carl, thank you for watching UK TakeOver. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, actually. I might try and uh, watch some of the TV tapings again as well but uh, lots of wrestling, it's finding time Yeah, exactly and uh, Scott and Jimmy, will be they'll have their all out review coming up uh, no spoilers, no spoilers anyone No spoilers and I'm sure it was very good and uh, everything like that. But otherwise, uh, check back through the feed and listen to Carl and Sean talk about Doctor Who if you want. Or listen to Carl and Rahul talk about the news. Or listen one, to me and Which could be a, a one-time-only podcast. <laughs> me and Rahul talk about football. Or me and Ben. I found Ben's new favourite restaurant on you Naked Men podcast yeah. last week. And if you want to find so, out what that is, you're, you're going to have to... Look back. We've got um, Retro Smackdown with um, Jimmy and Scott, which we're not going to make people pay for. So if you want a retro, <laughs> if you want retro fix and you don't want to fork out eight quid or whatever it is, <laughs> find it at Rogue Opinions. Exactly. But uh, otherwise, find us on the Twitter at Rogue underscore Opinion. Same on the Instagram. Head over to Medium as well, which the link will be on our Twitter. Uh, Anthony Fitzpatrick's been writing all sorts of fabulous words constructed into sentences, mostly about motorsport and a little bit of cricket. Uh, I'm at Nathan Greenway. If you want to talk to me, Carl, where can humans find you? I'm at uh, Carl underscore fire 89 and that's the same handle for twitter and instagram and also if you want to listen to me and nathan talk about the life is strange series you you can do and hopefully when it's all released we'll get onto life is strange too at some juncture as well we may do that episode four i think is just been released so there's only one more to go so that'll be coming up uh it could be any time you never know when they're going to release it might be two weeks it might be seven months and then we've got to play them yet as well so yeah this is true but otherwise guys i hope you enjoyed nxt takeover as much as we did 
And uh, maybe next time they do one, we might come back, Carl. Yeah, with any luck. With any luck. Hopefully they'll do another one in January. I'm I'm pretty sure that's the plan, to do two a year, but I might be wrong. If we all make it to 2020, guys, I'll see you then. See you guys in January, if we're still alive. Yeah, I'll yeah. hopefully be alive and uh, at an age I don't want to disclose. Ah, bye guys. Bye now.